Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Welcome to another episode of When I Was On My Mission. I'm your host, Brian Jensen, here with Daniel Rich. Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for inviting me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. For everybody out there, Daniel is my cousin. I have known Daniel for all of his life, and we were very close growing up together. Did a lot of a lot of things together, a lot of fun summers spent together, and he is a hilarious guy with some great experiences both on and off his mission. And so I'm sure he's going to share some fun stuff with us today. So Daniel, thanks for being on the podcast. I'm excited. And before we keep going, I think it's worth mentioning that every good thing about me and probably every bad thing about me comes from Brian Jensen. <laughs> but honestly, we have a lot of good adventures together. And he's it's this is exciting. And it's fun to talk about mission. It is. And I will take that feedback from you, Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> So first, to get things rolling a little bit, where did you serve your mission? I served in the Mexico City North Mission, Spanish-speaking. Very good. And for those of us who aren't super familiar with Mexican geography, like about where is that northeast, southwest, central Mexico? So Mexico City is uh, right in the middle of the country. So if you're looking, Mexico is kind of shaped like a backwards J. And right in the center is Mexico City. And actually, Mexico City is pretty high elevation. It's about four to 5,000 feet. So, and it's right under two big volcanoes. Oh, wow. Interesting environment. Like, it's pretty crazy because sometimes you have snow and a lot of people don't think of snow in Mexico, but we had some sun and times some snow days, which is a little weird. Wow, interesting. When you were preparing to go, were you excited to go on a mission? I was. So, as you know, we come from a family where missions there was always this expectation of you should go because everybody else is gone and i actually spoke with my dad one time and i said to him as a uh, as a joke kind of joking i wasn't really ever serious but i said to him hey would what would i what would you say if i didn't want to go on a mission and he said okay first thing i would do is i'd make you call all your cousins <laughs> and ask them about how their mission was and then you would have to call all of your and your uncles who have served missions and give them the chance to talk to you about what their mission was like what they learned and he said and then the last one you'd have to call grandmother our grandmother and tell her that you were not interested in going and i said well i can get past my cousins i can get past my uncles but i can't get past my grandmother so i guess i should go <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. So was it was it more like were you intrinsically in, excited or was it was it like more you felt like you had a duty to go? What, was oh, I was there... definitely I was definitely more intrinsically excited. I just it was something I never doubted that I wanted to do. And I think it would it was reinforced by our family creating a culture of serving the Lord. And I had grown up because I'm the youngest of all of our cousins. I'd grown up hearing the cool things that everybody had done and the adventures they had been on and the pictures they took. So it was always this like, I want to be like my cousins. I want to be in like my family and serve. So 
I felt like I was intrinsically motivated, but I was also pushed by this culture that we had created as a family to go. Yeah, I I can relate, you know, a lot with that. I I honestly was not excited at all to go on a mission. And really when I was when I was young, I remember being 10 or 11 or something and having the missionaries over at my house for dinner and I <laughs> I vividly remember asking them, you know, how long have you been out on your mission? And them saying I've been out for 8 months, you know, or it was like 8 months and one was 16 yeah. months. That is so long. Like yeah. I can't <laughs> imagine being away from my family for that long. And I really think that what got me was that what got me to go was was really that culture of going on a mission in our family and fear of disappointing people, which yeah. which you know turned around pretty quickly after I'd been out there. But um it's refreshing, you know. I most of the people who I've interviewed had kind of this intrinsic desire to go, which is great. And I I love yeah hear that but for me it's a little bit different but it got me out and uh, and i had an amazing experience while i was there and wouldn't trade it for anything so anyway it's fun to hear you talk about that from our from our family and kind of that culture yeah well and i also think like it's just so important that missionaries there's so many kids who are scared to go because of that and i feel like there's this expectation in the church where like Oh, you have to go for the right reason. You have to go for the exact reason. You have to go because you the Lord told you it was the perfect thing you need to do. And that's that does happen by like you praying about it and fasting about it and doing everything you can. But sometimes it's just about getting the confidence just to go out there. And then you kind of as you go out there, you discover more and more why you want to do it. So I think like it's just a shout out to all missionaries. Like you don't have to be afraid if you don't have that one moment where you're like, I've got to go. It's okay to be scared, but it's also okay to go out there and then push yourself and be worthy. And you, like you said, have an awesome experience as you learn. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think the other the other part that people don't really understand, missions are hard. And I think people hear that a lot, but I don't think people hear the other side of it, which is it's a, it's a crazy adventure too. And you're out there yeah. with a bunch of kids that are 19, 20, you make these amazing friendships you do and see things that you never would have done or seen or or you will in any any other part of your uh-huh. life and you just need to you need something to get you over the edge to go and you'll be really happy you did later but um yeah and and especially like at the beginning sometimes it can be very lonely like i'm a talkative guy not knowing spanish at first <laughs> you're just sitting in a room and you're like i know what they're saying but i can't talk <laughs> you feel so stupid at first, but you just get so into it. And it's just so much fun. And like, it really is the greatest experience. It's really hard, but really fun. Totally agree with you, man. So maybe just a couple more little questions here. Um, what is it that you miss most from being on a mission? So first of all, the food in Mexico is just amazing. I gained tons of weight, but <laughs> most of anything, more than anything, it's the people. People in Mexico, they're very family centric they're a very collective culture they are very traditional they have a very strong sense of loyalty to their country their people so and they have this stick to that is inspiring like because it's so based on a culture and so based on like the family there's a lot of times where you feel like i need to make it for my family like and i feel like in the united states there's kind of the time I have to make it for myself and then I'll help my family, like my, my individual family. But for them, it's like, I got to be successful. I got to help. So just seeing that and just overcoming the barriers that they have to go through 
it was just and the culture in mexico is so fun like dia de los muertos like all the dances all the ancient history the pyramids i mean i just loved learning about the culture too uh maybe one more just little question um what's one one thing that humbled you or humbling thing that you saw while you were on your mission so in mexico there's a lot of extreme poverty so we think of poverty here in the united states but in the united states there are a lot of social programs that are in place to help people overcome poverty or at least be supported in their poverty but in mexico it's kind of like you're poor you got to figure it out and so the one that was the most humbling was i saw this family of seven they had two parents five kids and their daughter was pregnant and she was like a teenager wow. and so they the way they supported themselves was they had to they sold candy in the street to people wow. and they would fish and they'd have their own little like like they'd build this concrete little area just to house fish they would just like catch them just so they could try and keep them and breed them but they were so poor so destitute and they would sign up every week to feed the missionaries and we would just wow. feel so devastated to go because we knew that like they would literally cook the fish up for us from the food that they had prepared for their family. And they it had been usually a small fish and some tortillas and that's it and some water. Like they'd give us like, and I just remember every time just being like, you guys really don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. And they'd be like, no, this is for our blessing. This is for us to get the Lord to help us. And so that was really humbling just because like you wanted to help them. You wanted you could like jump in and just give them money or give them whatever but you also had to let them sacrifice so that you could serve the best you could. So it was a really humbling experience just watching them. Wow, that is that is amazing. I, I saw some poverty too in North Carolina, but nothing like that. And that's just even humbling to hear about. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, Daniel, why don't we why don't we jump into the story that you have for us? Can you, can you share your story with us? Okay, so let me lay out this story for you. Okay, so for everybody that's been on a mission, you know about exchanges. Exchanges can be some of the most fun days of your mission because you get to go see new areas and you get to go meet with new elders. So I was a year into my mission. So I knew the language. I was feeling comfortable in Mexico. I went on an exchange with another elder, Elder Briggs from Utah. So I was like, we're feeling good. I got a person who knows, who's in from my same culture. So and in Mexico, the way they do lunch is they feed you in the middle of the day. They don't wait till the end of the day. They always feel you feed you the biggest meal in the middle of the day. So we went there. Oh, God, I was going to say like, yeah, that's when lunch is in the U.S. Yeah, lunch is the dinner in Mexico. So, okay, it's a big meal of the day is in the middle of the day. Uh, okay. Big meal of the day. So I'm in a different area. They go to feed us, and they had caught these fish from the river. And you think of fish from the river as like these fresh stuff. This river was heavily polluted, yeah. and it was nasty. And they caught us this fish and it was just black. The meat was black. And I was just like, this is not a good thing for me. But you're like, well, what are you going to do? You have to eat it. You have to. And they also always offer you a second. So I eat this, I eat this fish. And I immediately, my stomach said, that was a terrible decision. <laughs> so I turned, I turned to this elder and I'm like, elder, I'm feeling so horrible. But it's like one in the afternoon. And he's like, Elder, we just got to walk it off. We're good. You know, just, you got to keep going. We'll figure it out. Wait, so, so you like, ate lunch, you ate the fish, and now you're out of the house. And you're out walking. of the house, walking around. 
Okay. Right. So we're walking around, having a good day. I kind of feel a little bit better. But then we go to this other member's house, and they were serving us these things called pambasos. Pambasos are kind of like meat inside of like bread. Like it's like this bread and meat. It's really good. But I ate that, and I think that was the fuse that was going to destroy what was going on inside of my body. So I eat that and I'm just like, oh man, immediate regrets. That was horrible decision. I way more because I was so hungry because we didn't eat a lot of lunch. But so I'm like sitting there, I'm just feeling so sick. And I turned to my companion, I turned to Elder Briggs and I'm like, Elder Briggs, we really got to go home. He goes, look, we have one more appointment. <laughs> After go to this last appointment. The ward mission leader is going to come pick us up. He'll take us to the lesson and then we'll teach this lesson. It's a first lesson. We're going to invite him to get baptized. Then we'll be, then we'll go home. We'll even go home a little early. And I'm like, okay. And just in there <laughs> praying the whole time. Like, please, please, please. One question. Just one sidetrack. So yeah. It's the first lesson you're going to ask him to get baptized in the first yeah. lesson. First is, lesson. That, is that how they roll in Mexico? That in is, Mexico, uh, that was the push from our mission president was like, you should try everything you can to ask them the first lesson if they want to get baptized. Was it like a hard commitment or was it like? We would say stuff like, if you read the Book of Mormon and you know it to be true, would you feel comfortable getting ready to be prepared to get baptized? And you would set a date. You would set oh, a wow. date. You would say three weeks from now. And some people would be like, no, 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 I'm not ready. But it was actually, we had quite a few be like, no, yeah, that sounds like something I want to do. Okay. We would do that, but without the date. The, the, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, that's why there were so many baptisms in Mexico. <laughs> They're inviting everybody. So back into the lesson let me lay out the format of this so it's me and my companion sitting on a couch on on one side the ward mission leader in a chair in the corner and then the people the two people we were teaching and so we get there and the lesson's going great we are going back and forth we're both seasoned missionaries he was he was um, 20 months into the mission i was a year so we're teaching back and forth they're understanding the ward mission leader isn't saying any blasphemies it's just good stuff. And we're was teaching. That a, was that a common problem that you'd, you'd go, <laughs> they would go off the rails? A little bit. They would talk about like patriarchal blessings in the first lesson. And they talk about all this stuff. I'm like, whoa, 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 we need to get, let's get, let's get them to know who Joseph Smith is first. So, so it was going great. We Awesome. My companion, he invites them to get baptized. Both of them accept. We're feeling great. We're like, okay, this is awesome. We set a date for them to come back and we're just chit-chatting in the end. And how are you feeling that whole time? Like you were, you were okay? I like you okay. I was feeling right. okay. Not great, but okay. Then the powder keg starts to go off. I feel some internal movements and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to, this is not going well. So I turned to Elder Briggs and I say in English, I'm like, dude, we have to go right now. And he goes, okay, well, let's hurry and say the prayer. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Briggs is just stretching this. And the whole he, oh my God. saying the prayer. Other Briggs cut Daniel some slack. <laughs> like, gonna get out of there. Giving you so many chances to get out of the situation. So help me, help me. Come on. Like. <laughs> so Elder Bridge Briggs starts saying the prayer. And I'm sitting there halfway through the prayer. I feel this. I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna throw up right now. And so oh, no. I'm sitting there and I'm like holding it in. I'm like, please, please, please. And then all of a sudden I hear I have this. And I throw up in my hands a little bit oh, and no. other Briggs is right next to me. And he goes, 
In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. He, like ends the prayer as quickly as he can. He stands up, he's looking right at me, he goes, Elder, are you okay? And then I throw up everyone oh, in the house all over him. Oh no. Him on their open book of Mormon, on oh, the no. counter, all over their couch. Like nothing on me, just to say, nothing <laughs> on me. And then the board mission leader looks at me and goes, Run, Elder, run. So I run as fast as I can outside. In Spanish? In, in Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> and so I run outside and I just throw up like all over these guys' bushes, just right in front of the house. Oh, and I'm no. sitting there outside and I'm like, I can just run. I can just run away. But I'm like, I have to go back to the scene of the crime. So I walk back in there. I'm feeling much better now. And I guys, walk, I feel better. There's this little Mexican woman, so kind, patiently like scrubbing all of this throw up off of oh, no. And my companion is just soaked in it. It is just, and he's just like not wanting to touch himself and he's not making eye contact with me. And so I just say, I am so sorry. I'm so like, just go home. You're good. So we get back to my, this elder Briggs, we get back to his apartment. He literally just like, takes out his white handbook and his name tag and just walks in the bathroom fully clothed and just showers off. The good news though, they did end up getting baptized. <laughs> and I, when I left my mission, I would check in with that area and they say that they tell that story to every single missionary who comes through their house. And they always say that we were converted by a throwing up missionary. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was crazy, but I know I tried to never go back on in that area again and on exchanges, but it was, it was, I feel, I did feel bad about that book of Mormon, but we got him a new one. Oh, it, was very, it, was, it was terrible. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine like, you know, everybody's been in those emergencies where you feel like you're going to throw up or you have to go to the bathroom really bad, but then actually having it happen in front of strangers oh, all yeah. over their stuff. I can't even, Oh, well, that's rough. And especially like, I just felt like I'd given Elder Briggs so many warnings. <laughs> I knew something was going on. But when I wrote home, I just told my family, I'd started off the email. I just said, think about the most embarrassing thing you've ever done in your life. Go ahead, take a minute. And I just put some dots and I said, okay, let me tell you. And it was, it was the crazy thing. But now it's one of the funniest things from my entire mission. But at the time it was absolutely horrible. Yeah, that's how it goes, man. Funny how, funny how those most terrible experiences become some of our favorites to tell and uh was elder briggs mad at you what did he say when you guys so, got so he, the thing he was most mad about was that i completely destroyed his favorite tie oh no it was like a silk tie that he'd gotten oh, from a, a member so when we he left the area to go home from his mission i gave him a new tie we always signed the back of ties in mexico yeah. So I signed in the back. I said, I'm sorry for throwing up on your tie. And then he said, I will always remember you as the elder that threw up on me. So it was really funny. That's great. A bond that will never be broken. A, a, <laughs> throw, a puke bond, if you will. <laughs> a puke bond. Um, very, very good. Well, that's, that's a hilarious one, Daniel. So, I mean, thinking about that experience that you had, probably a low point while you were there. A funny point now, but a low point while you're on your mission. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that there were ups and downs like there are with every other missionary. But kind of considering all that, was it worth it going on a mission? Absolutely. The thing I would say most about missions 
is that mo missions give you the first time, the real time in your life to say, do I really believe this? Because you're out there and you're vulnerable and you're in a situation that you've never been in and you're having to walk up to people on the street. And I always remember hearing Elder Holland said that your first convert should be yourself on a mission. And I felt like those really hard days and those terrible days and those good days and those ex and those baptism day, all those days, they allow you to have the confidence to come home and be like, I know what I believe and I'm comfortable in my beliefs. And now I can go on and live the things I was teaching. So I would say I would definitely recommend a mission to anybody because it gives you a chance to discover who you are and throw up on people sometimes. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yes. Well, Daniel, I totally agree. So grateful that I served and feel that I just got so much more out of it than I put in. And thank you for sharing that that story with us and for those other thoughts. I think it's really, really fun to think back on those things. So thanks for joining us, Daniel. Thank you for inviting me. This is fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was On My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at When I Was On My Mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app.